0: making this a priority in your life. Every Sunday we have an appointment with God to give Him glory, right? Amen. Yeah. Well, the presidential primary is beginning in nine days, the primary season. And the Iowans, with their strange caucus system, are going to be determining uh, who is the most popular, at least in Iowa. And it, it's just fascinating to watch. I me, mean, Donald Trump, right? What a colorful character. He continues to say these bold things in the media to get media attention, and he is successful at it. Now, this past week, I was just, it struck me funny because as I go back, I observe politics, so as I go back in my life and think about interesting things, presidential candidates, Uh, they were both on the same stage. Look at this picture. Yeah, right there. (laughs) Oh, no, go one more. There we go. Sarah Palin and Donald Trump. (laughs) It was so interesting uh, because they just are so different. They're polar opposites in, in many ways. But Sarah Palin's coming behind Donald Trump is going uh, to help him uh, uh, beat Tom Cruise probably in Iowa. I think, uh, let's see, Trump is at 47% and uh, Ted Cruz is like 30%. And then we have uh, Hillary and Mr. Saunders. And in the the, uh, survey that was done, 51% 51% were for Saunders, and 43% were for Hillary. So, it's really mixed up. It's really interesting. And we'll see what happens. Just, just imagine for a second to be chosen as President of the United States. What an honor. What a privilege. Incredibly hard work to get there. Yeah, I wouldn't want the job. <laughs> but yeah, chosen to be president of the United States. I had a presidential run that probably many of you are not familiar with. It happened back in nineteen oh, must have been eighty five. At Moody Bible Institute, downtown Chicago. And I was running for president of our class president of the class of 1988 or 1989. And so the problem was, he said, I was ministering at a church, Bethany Baptist Church in Howard Heights, one of our associate churches, and, and I was putting like 30 hours in there and then I was doing school at the same time and it didn't give me a lot of opportunity to get to know a lot of people. And I was running against the captain of the men's basketball team, right? Now, don't ask why I was so stupid, but I, I don't know what got into me. So I had this great campaign going, and we're having a lot of fun. And the night before the election, my vice presidential candidate, he, he comes to me and says, hey, we need to meet. So we go in this uh, one room where stuff is stored, and, He says, you know, I think I'm going to change sides. (laughs) Oh, how long can it go, you know? (laughs) And I was just stunned. Really? (laughs) I mean, okay, it's not going to go well, but are you going to, you know, jump ship at this particular point? I always remember that. And then the next day was the election. And it was a landslide. In fact, the professor who was handing all this, who I knew well, came to me and he said, Dan, I'm not even going to tell you the number of votes you got. (laughs) I know my wife voted for me, I voted for me. Oh, that was so embarrassing. (laughs) It was very painful. And Lori consoled me, and uh, yeah, I wasn't chosen. It's tough not to be chosen, right? The classic illustration, you know, your kids, and you're picking teams for whatever game, right? And everybody's out there, oh will pick you I'll pick you up. Are you one of the people that used to be picked last? I was near the end. <laughs> you just kind of stand there and say, somebody pick me, please, pick me. I'm more, I have more abilities than you think I do. <laughs> and sometimes it's a mercy you pick, right? A big football player. Oh, I'll take you. you know, act of kindness. Right? Being chosen is something very special. Then when I went to Trinity Seminary in Deerfield, I, uh, well, it was odd because I went to my mailbox. It was my last year. And what they would do is they would pick uh, the best preacher of the year. And so I opened my box, and I pulled the envelope out. And I had been chosen the best preacher of the year. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I had been chosen. I didn't even know what was going on. It was a total surprise to me. So I got to speak in front of chapel, and uh, there's something so special again. About being chosen. Now, whenever I talk about you know you're chosen, uh, I like to uh, think about a, a certain movie, uh, one of my favorites, in a video clip. And we're gonna watch that right now. I need to come into your vessel to Sector Twelve. Who's in charge here? Ah. Ah.
1: Claw is our master. Claw chooses who will go and who will stay. This is ludicrous. Hey bozo, you got a brain huh? in here? <laughs> Take that. Oh no, Sid, get down! What's gotten into you, Sheriff? I was you scared. are the one that d- decided to climb into this. Claw, it moves. I have been chosen. Farewell, my friend. I go on to a better place.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going to Sin's place. That's where he was going. But that always stands out in my mind. I am chosen. And what I really want to help you understand today is how God has chosen you. God has chosen you. Let's look at some of these things. Uh, first of all, you have been chosen by God. You have been chosen by God to be His child. We look at Ephesians 1, four, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. Do you realize that before the world was created. God chose you. Now again, we were all under the curse and we deserved eternal punishment. So that's everybody was on that particular stage. But what God did, and it's really hard to understand this, and it's taught in the Bible, and we believe it, but the idea is that He pre-chose, one might say, those who would become Christ followers. And that was just out of pure grace. And I think, well, why did God choose me? I have no idea. He just chose certain people. And there was nothing special about any of us. But He chose us to receive grace. That's amazing, isn't it? Before the beginning of creation, He chose you to be part of His family that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. John 1.12, but, but to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Again, we had to choose Him, and we have been given the right to become children of God. It's interesting, the fascination that people here in the U.S. have for British royalty, isn't it? I mean, it's really crazy. <laughs> I remember a you know, little uh, baby George, uh, You know, as soon as they announced they were pregnant, the tabloids were covered with it, and then they were waiting and waiting until the birth came, and everybody got excited about that, and then what was the name, and the first time he appeared. We've always had this fascination with the royal family. Now, George didn't do anything to be born into this family, right? He's just another baby. But the difference is he's been born into royalty. There's all kinds of celebration going on over it. Well, friends, when you became a Christ follower, when you realize Jesus was the only way to heaven he paid the price for your sin your good works means nothing when you became a Christ follower the angels were rejoicing in heaven that's what the bible says right when you became a Christ follower the angels rejoiced i wish we had some video of that <laughs> Because it would lift up our identity in Christ. I mean, the British royal family—who cares about that? I want to put our God's royal family, and they had a celebration going for me. You always want to share that with a new Christian. They're rejoicing right now. They're celebrating, and oh, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah, we're God's kids. We're part of His kingdom. Much better than being British. Royalty. Let's look at the second thing. To be His workmanship. To be His workmanship. We've been chosen. They're all familiar with Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. By grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, we talk about that verse a lot. Because... The biggest barrier we have is so many people in this area believe that you have to work to get to heaven. But we don't notice verse 10. So why were we saved? Well, here's the answer. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Very interesting. We are His workmanship. What does workmanship mean? It means the degree of skill the person has who's you know, putting something together, producing something, whatever. That's a degree of skill. Workmanship. Now, what it's saying is that God is the one who made us. And of course, He has perfect skills, right? In designing us, we are His workmanship. Let's go on to say, create in Christ Jesus for good works. So again, why, why, why are we here? Why did God save us? In order that we might live out the Christian life and give grace to other people and do good works. Do good works, which God prepared beforehand. So again, you go back to the beginning before the beginning of the world. And God mapped out everything you were going to do to serve Him on this earth. Now, that's exciting as well. What it does, I count for something. God chose me, and then He designed me in a very unique way in order that I might serve Him. It's so important, friends, and we'll continue to talk about this, but your identity in Christ. You have to have a strong identity in Christ because if you put your identity in the world, you're going to be disappointed. You've been chosen by God to be His child, to be His workmanship, and to be on His mission. First Peter 2, 9, But you are a chosen race. I'm talking about Christ followers. A royal priesthood. There you see it again. A holy nation, a nation set apart that belongs to God. A people for His own possession. He's our Lord, right? That's the way we should treat Him. Many people become Christ followers and, uh, you know, they don't really see Jesus Christ as Lord or that that He owns them in a sense, but He does. He created you. He saved you in order that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Don't you love that? Were you in darkness before you became a Christ of power? How dark was it? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit opened the curtain You you became transformed. There was light that was coming into your life. That's why we're so passionate about getting the gospel out. So again, that's what we're here for. We're here to glorify God. We're here to tell other people about the excellent things that He has done. The last thing is to play a strategic role. 1st Corinthians 12:27 Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. There's a lot of different ways, a lot of different analogies used for the church, the body of Christ, royal priesthood, spiritual house, but you are members. You're an important member. It says here. 1st Peter 4:10 through 11 it says As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So that's our responsibility, right? He's given us a gift. And in the Word of God as we study gifts, those gifts are primarily for your local church. God has put you here. You didn't come here by accident. God put you here. Because He needs you here to be part of the body of Christ. So we read more about spiritual gifts. It goes on and it says, Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. So if you have that particular spiritual gift, uh, you need to, again, just put all your energy and your focus on using that gift for Him. And the one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Don't you love that? You know, ministry too hard, or I don't know how to do that. <laughs> God is giving you strength, right? In order that in everything God may be glorified. That's why we're here on earth. For Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Here are some of the spiritual gifts. In fact, Pastor Rich has a great class that he teaches regularly. On spiritual gifts and the next ones uh, starting in February so at the end of our time we're going to pick up uh, this survey and if you want to write down spiritual gifts class uh, just put it under special interest at the end there okay because you want to know what your spiritual gift is so we are members of the body Verse 14, do not neglect the gift you have which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders lay their hands on you. So Paul was saying to Timothy, who was just a young pastor and just learning, he says, don't neglect your gift. Now, all of you have one or more spiritual gifts. And many of you know what they are. The question, is, are you using them? to build up the body of Christ here at Springbrook. Sometimes our gifts can be used in other ways, but the primary purpose that He gave you the gifts was so you could be part of a local church and use them. So don't neglect your gift. Maybe you, you've been neglecting your gift. You haven't been involved in service. You, you haven't really been excited about it. Well, hopefully today all that will change. And you'll say, Wow, God shows me, God designed me, and God has a plan for me in order to encourage other Christ followers. Well, here we have the body of Christ. So again, another analogy of the of uh, the church. And you see all those represent different people. Right? Different people who are serving. In the body of Christ. So we need somebody to be a foot, somebody to be a hand or a finger or part of the brain, right? It doesn't matter if it's a ministry where, you know, you're seen a lot. In fact, it says uh, the internal organs of a spiritual body are more precious than what's on the outside. Think about yourself. You're part of a spiritual body. Hmm. Now the problem is, is that people who attend, let's say Springbrook as a church family, they say, "Yeah, I know I have a spiritual gift and I should be serving, but I'm so busy. I just can't time. I don't have time to help right now." Well. Remember, you were chosen. You were created and designed in a specific way. You're empowered, and God wants you involved. We I mean, even it's a, one hour a week, right? Because again, friends, we need to strengthen our Springbrook spiritual. Body. I'm so excited about the future. Next week you'll want to be here because I'll be talking about our vision for 2016, the things that we're going to be doing that you can be a part of. And uh, God is doing a new work here at Springbrook. We're starting a new chapter. Uh, we're asking the Lord to revitalize our church. And I know He's revitalizing me. He's renewed my passion. He really has. Over the last six months, uh, I've been praying for it, and all of a sudden it kicked in. <laughs> it's an amazing work that God has done in my life through all the different uh, things that have gone by. Uh, but friends, that's my, my desire for you, is that you would be enriched, that you would be revitalized in your spiritual walk. So again, the main purpose you're here, here on earth is to be part of the spiritual body. And it's just a responsibility that you, you need to carry out. And the great thing is it brings joy to you. And I know there are periods of time when uh, you can't serve, but don't let that season go too long. Because we need you here, in order to be the body that will help other people. No room for butts in the body of Christ. <laughs> yeah, but well, I'm too busy, or uh, but I don't have the skills. You know, I I don't know what to do with ministry. That's you know that's for people who are really mature. No, no, we have very we have a lot of immature people serving. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying you jump in, man, and there's a lot of things that you can do around here where, you know, you know, facility steam, you know, first impressions. They don't take a whole lot of time, and again, they'll teach you. They'll teach you how to do it. So there's no buts here. There are no excuses. Right? God has called us to serve together. And the more all of us identify what our spiritual gift is and we use it, that is when things are really going to start to fly here as we seek God to revitalize our ministry. So what we're going to do is something uh, different. Uh, We're going to have a ministry fair during our service. And so you see all these different uh, tables up here, and you'll see signs. you got, you know, First Impressions over there. That's our host ministry, and we got Thrive or Junior High ministries, and then we have uh, our children's ministries. Uh, so yeah, what we're going to do a little later is we are going uh, to give you some time just to go up and talk to some people who are part of that ministry. Now, I'd like you to take out your Springbrook First Serve Survey. Okay? I'd like everybody to do that because I'd like everybody to uh, turn it in at the end, even if you haven't made a decision. Uh, but we'd like to get these in, and then you can talk about what you'd like uh, maybe to do that God is leading you to do. So everybody have this out. We're going to step through it because uh, we, we are a disciple-making team. And if we're going to work together... If we're going to make things happen with the power of Christ, you know, we all have to be on the same page. So, a first serve is an opportunity to serve in any of our ministries at Springbrook. It's not a commitment. You can try a first serve, or you can, if that doesn't work out, you can do another one. All right? So, first a serve, sign in. Now, well, you basically got the survey here, and you can fill this out the first response, an email will be sent to you saying, hey, I saw you showed an interest in this area. And you don't even have to be saying, like, I want, really want to do that, but just be an interest call. And then, if you want to, we'll give you an opportunity to serve in that ministry, to shadow somebody one time, only one time. And then you come back uh, to our coordinator and say, I really didn't like that. Okay, we'll give you another first serve. (laughs) Another opportunity to discover where you fit. Or if you're interested in it, say, yeah, I'd like to to sign up and be a part of that ministry, be a part of the body of Christ uh, that's active. So if you could also fill out page two, and uh, then as you're led, you can fill out uh, what you might be interested in trying, uh, if you're, you can check it. Which one you're interested in, or if you want to put a circle or something else to note that you're already in, you're already involved in those particular uh, ministries. So be sure to fill this out. Uh, it'll be very helpful uh, to us. So let's talk about a guest coming into Springbrook. A guest comes into Springbrook. What is the most important team? in a sense of how they uh, experience Springbrook. Well, it's a facilities team, isn't it? Because, again, if they drove by here and our grass was never mowed, they didn't do anything to upkeep the building, the sign was out and it wasn't coming back. <laughs> I really don't want to go to that church. I mean, appearances are very important to people. That's why I'm so thankful. In fact, I ran into Steve Gizzy this past uh, week, and he's only been here four months, but he's already involved in facilities. Let's hear what he has to say. As you see on the, the facilities team there, um, let's see, it's down near the bottom of the, Sorry. Hi, my
1: name is Steve Gizzy. My wife and I
0: came to this church about four months ago, and we walked into the service that Pastor Dan was giving about
2: toxic, talking about God talking to us. Is When you are away,
0: you stray, and we just happened to walk into that, and our minds were drifting, and we just loved that service. And
2: uh, God was telling us, hey, come back to the church. Well, God blessed us in many ways,
0: and one way you blessed me is early retirement. I'm 53, and I retired at the age of 50. Now I want to give back. And I want to give back to the church. And so what I did is I joined the maintenance cleaning crew, and we're going to see how other ways I can give back. And I just want to thank you for this opportunity, and
1: just I appreciate everything you can do.
0: Isn't that beautiful, huh? Wow, you know, only here four months, and he's looking for that place uh, to serve. Uh, He was a policeman, likes to work with his hands, and therefore, if you're interested in that, and guys, this is a great way to get involved in ministry. Uh, You may feel uncomfortable with other types of ministries, but if you're a how-to kind of guy and uh, like to work with your hands, uh, please check that particular Ministry. So we have our guests driving by and they check out the internet and then finally they come. What's the next most important team in terms of their impressionist Springbrook? Well, it's the first impressions team. Our host team that stands out there and welcomes people and you know, hands out bulletins uh, and uh, uh, just makes connections with people. Uh, Cheryl Kai, who was part of of our Connections team. She wanted to share this with
3: you. I'm Cheryl Kai, and I'm part of the First Impressions team here at Springbrook. We like to make a great impression for our guests that come in on Sundays. We like them to know that we care about them, and Springbrook is a friendly place to be. If you're not comfortable starting conversations with people, you can always pass out bulletins at the door. We need more people to
1: serve on our...
3: Please
0: come join us. All right, the first impressions team. There, I mean, if you're not a people person, you can just hand out bulletins to people. Welcome. Think you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's ministry. That's discipleship, right? You're helping people out. Well, I'd like Amanda wellness to come out at this time, and she is going to share with us About her ministry experience. Thank you for volunteering.
3: I was hoping you were going to come up (laughs) after you said the buds.
0: Well, tell us about how you became a Christian, and uh, what's your ministry journey been like?
3: Sure. I became a Christian at the age of 17. I grew up um, in a church that kind of believed a little bit differently, and I started going to church with one of my girlfriends, Liz. She was my best friend in high school. And her, um, her faith and her parents' faith really led me to Christ and to develop that relationship. Throughout my 20s, I kind of struggled with what that was supposed to look like and trying to make myself worthy of God. And when I was almost 30, I wound up um, pregnant and not married with the beautiful Cooper that you guys all probably have seen in the bright orange shorts today. <laughs> and um, that really kind of showed me that my need for God was so much deeper than I ever knew before, and that's, that's kind of that, and I kind of developed that relationship with God. At that point, I was baptized and, and never looked back, and from that day forward, my journey has just been so exciting. So the ministry that I'm really involved with at Springbrook is Awana, but I will tell you, I started off in my church in Memphis, and Awana was a place for me to drop Cooper off so that I could go do other ministries. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize the power of Awana and how much it means to a church to have a really deep kids' ministry. Mm-hmm. I think so So often we just look at places to take our kids for babysitting, and Awana is, is definitely not that. Mm, wow. So um, I began working with Awana. Um, kind of reluctantly, when we moved up here from Memphis to Crystal Lake, I googled churches that had a wana because I knew Cooper had loved it so much, and found Springbrook that way. I wish there was a better, more spiritually driven way, but I googled Springbrook. <laughs> so we started coming, and Joanne Stengel was his leader, and Stacey Potter was his game leader, and Stacy's no longer here, but they've moved, and they were just so welcoming, and they made Cooper and I feel so at home. And so we started coming, and Iwana was a place for me to drop Cooper off and go on dates with my husband. And then I started working as a handbook leader. And I was so amazed by the power of these kids memorizing scripture. It, it was so powerful. And with that kind of sprung board, I started working with the women's ministry as well. And I work with the pink ministry through our Thrive program. And it has been so fulfilling to get to, to pour into these children's lives and these teenage girls. And so with Awana, this past week, I think I, I mentioned, we had a little girl that finished her third book in Awana. And for those of you who are not familiar with Awana, she's memorized 150 Bible verses at the age of eight. So, that's, I mean, you can't beat that. And so my son finished his third book as well and got his sparky plaque. And he made a faith commitment as well. And he did it without my husband and I pushing him or helping him. He just came to us and said that he wanted god to be in his heart and so it was just an awesome experience as a parent and so you know what brings me joy in ministry is watching these kids you you can't see it as adults but the that reckless abandon that they they celebrate and they worship god with it's it's so amazing to watch you know if i'm standing in the back and i see them up here singing and they're spinning and twirling and dancing like nobody's watching and you know that that is just the celebration of god in their hearts And we're laying this foundation in our church. And just, you know, if anybody's looking at a ministry, 92% of Awana graduates stay in church as adults. 70% um, witness at least three times a week to other non-believers. And children who are in Awana are three and a half more times likely to read their Bibles. And other than, you know, than children that aren't in Awana. And so, I mean, I think the numbers speak for themselves.
0: Well, thank you, Amanda, for telling us about uh, how God has brought so much joy into your life through your service. Let's thank Amanda. Well, let's continue on our journey here, and uh, we've had facilities. and Let's see, uh, Did we see Cheryl Kai? Yeah, I saw Cheryl Kai. Okay, so the the next. Uh, Group that this new person might meet are our children's workers in Kids City. So let's hear from Jennifer Lyons.
1: I'm I'm Jennifer Lyons, and I serve at
3: the registration desk in Kids City. Basically, my job is um, getting to greet new families and welcome them into the city, answer the questions that they might have, and really just encourage them in any way that I can.
1: Um, I would really invite you to join. It's a
3: great team. It's so much fun when you see a family come back to our church and they see your face and they're excited to see you because you're one of the first friends that you see me, basically, at the church. So it's really fun. I would encourage anyone to get involved in the serving in ministry. It really fosters like a great relationship with other people in the church as well as with the Lord. Well,
0: we need a lot more uh, small group leaders in children's ministry and again, you come on Sunday morning, and you participate in that, and, and you can go to the other service. Uh, I would really encourage you to think about that, because our kids are the most uh, precious people that we have in this ministry. And, well, after they get done dropping off their kids, they come into the service, and so uh, they experience our worship team. And so let's take a look. Here at Mike Quick, who is our drummer, what he has to say.
2: This is Mike Quick. I'm here uh, at Springbrook Community Church as one of the uh, drummers. Uh, I worship here um, solely because God has placed upon my heart uh, a ministry for music and a passion to worship him through it. And I enjoy it so very much. And... um, one of the things that God's placed on my heart through worship is a sense of communicating with him through it. And uh, he's also placed upon my heart to share it with others as well. And to bring others into worship into a place that they can, um, that they can feel comfortable and, and know that the presence of God is, is in, uh, in this place. And I so much appreciate being here and doing what I do and what God has called me to do. Um, there's also um, a need for some musicians as well so if anybody uh, who belongs to Springbrook would like to step up and make a contribution if they feel led to do so and and minister to others uh, through music please bring your talents to the table, it would be much appreciated and I'm sure God
0: would be a blessing to you as well (laughs) yeah my quick uh, has been so faithful in our worship ministry. And uh, yeah, if we got some hidden musicians out there who are hiding their talents, <laughs> their spiritual gifts, stop by the facility table. Now, the next uh, area that people are impacted by is our production. Because again, people have to hear and see and that type of thing. So, uh, Here is Andy Suarez talking about our
1: production ministry. Hi, I'm Andy Suarez, and I've been going to Springbrook with my family probably for about two years now. And one of the places that I serve is back on the soundboard. And so I control the different levers and the sounds for the different instruments and help out with people's mics and getting them at the right levels during the service, um, before the service when the worship team's up there, and then during the service when Pastor Dan's on stage and the different people are doing the... Um, Telling us different things from the stage. Um, Another place that's going on, another thing that's going on behind the scenes while the service is going on, is there's a multimedia person, somebody that's helping out with the slide transitions. They're helping out with the videos and making sure that everything on screen is correct um, and transitioning the slides while Dan's going through his PowerPoint. Um, There's also somebody back here on the production team that's kind of orchestrating that whole process. And then there's another place I want to show you about. Up here, there's somebody up here during the service that's controlling the lights. They're changing the color of the lights back on stage. Um, There's lots of dials and everything that they're changing to make sure that the lights go along with the the music and go along with the slides to match those. There's also somebody back here that's working with the podcast side of things, recording audio, and sometime in the future recording video too. This may sound like a lot of stuff. might sound a little complicated. It's really not. Um, We all have our individual jobs, and there's great training behind it. And we're always looking for more people to help out and uh, help bring a board with us to, to help out with us. It's real fun.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. We'll train you to do it if you have an interest. Uh, we need everybody engaged here. And then we go to our Awana ministry. Uh, no, our, yeah, our Awana ministry. Oh, weekend hospitality team. Uh, we didn't have a video for that. But, of course, they run the cafe. And uh, that's a great place to get started as well. And then we have Awana. And Awana is a great time. Uh, the leaders have such a great time. They give like three hours on a Wednesday night with community and all that kind of, kind of stuff. And uh, let's hear from uh, Awana, an Awana leader.
1: Hi, my name is Mark Hike, and I work with the Awana t and Boys One of the things that I really enjoy doing with the boys is just learning the sections during section time, just seeing them learn God's Word and spending time in the Bible. When I first was thinking about serving, uh, one of the things I saw was just my two children. I wanted to see them go, and my son was in Awana. And then I just wanted to continue on and and help with leadership and and help other young children learn more about God's Word.
0: (laughs) I don't know why I did that. See, this is raw video, okay, as you know. So why why are you doing raw video? Because we need a video team, all right? I'm sending a message here. We need a video team. We need somebody to mic it and to light it and all that kind of stuff. So please, I've been praying about this for quite a few months. There's a high schooler who's stepped up uh, just this past week. But please, if you feel led, (laughs) come and talk with me about that or put that on your special interest uh, form. Well, we go to our next ministry, and that's our youth ministry. And uh, meets on Thursday nights. And first of all, we'll hear from Tracy Smoot. Not like people have been here I still Hi, my name is Tracy Smoot, and I this am um,
3: involved in the youth ministry on Thursday nights. My primary job here is... Um, to coordinate snacks for
1: the,
3: <laughs> for the um, coordinate the snacks for the um, the kids and to take attendance, um, uh, one of the things I most enjoy about this position is just being with
1: the kids
0: now let 's take a look at Phil Gannison's video
3: go on, go
0: on. hi i'm Phil Gannison, and I am part
2: of the Springbrook youth group here and um, one of the reasons why I like uh, doing this is because I love to talk to the kids and tell them about Jesus and God and everything else that um, has to go along with uh, our small group, um, sorry, youth group, and we also, um, I also lead a small group with the kids after every um, uh, video that we have a discussion um, at the beginning of our youth Um Pretty much, I'm a kid at heart, and I still love all the
0: kids, and I still love to do kid stuff.
3: Awesome. Hi,
0: Marvin. Hi. There's Marvin. <laughs> we, we are in need of men leaders in the youth group, junior high and senior high. We're uh, still searching for a youth pastor. I've had a lot of interviews, and so we continue to pray about that. But uh, we need you men to step up and be a Christian model uh, for... Uh, these kids. Let's go to the next area. That's office support team. Uh, There's a lot of ways you can help in the office. Let's first look at uh, Jennifer Falco, who helps us out. I'm Jennifer
3: Falco, and I volunteer here in the church office at Springbrook on Wednesday mornings. I help the staff with printing brochures, sending out letters, and doing expense reports. Pretty much anything that they need to have done, I can jump in and help with. I'm happy to do. This is the job that I was looking for, I prayed for, that there was something I needed to do to help Springbrook. And Springbrook is my family, and it's all of our family, and if you don't pitch in and help, the family can't flourish, and the ministry won't grow. (laughs)
0: Friends, this is the body of Christ, using their time, using their gifts, in order that we might be strengthened to fulfill God's purpose for us on this earth. So again, you want to fill this out, and we're going to take a few minutes here for you to come up and uh, ask questions in any of these areas, and we'll also have some time after the service. We're not done with the service yet, so come on up. And I have our people who are main the tables also, and uh, you're all uh, you're all ready to stand up. So stand up and come this way. So we got Awana and Children's Ministry over there.